Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for a new video tonight. This is going to be a good one. This is something that I've been following and it's always kind of been in the back of my mind uh, for years, probably like, I don't know, four or five years at this point. Uh, And that's the concept of pricing psychology, about these subtle ways that we as humans, whether we know it or want to admit it, but it's almost like we're programmed a certain way. We're programmed to react a certain way to certain things if they're presented in a way um, that can kind of tap into that subliminal subconscious programming that is inside of most of us. Uh, So what we're going to look at today is how we can, I don't want to say exploit, that has negative connotation, but how we can use this to our advantage to increase our e-commerce sales. So we're going to understand and look into pricing psychology specifically. We're going to go surface level because this stuff goes real deep. I mean, deeper than I understand. I'm not going to pretend to be the expert, uh, but this stuff goes deep. We're just going to keep it surface level and try to find some actionable. um, Oh, Onyx just came in. Should I grab him? So we're just going to keep this high level and try to focus on finding something that we can use to benefit our e-commerce business. So I'm going to go jump on my computer and we can get started. And then I explained how Amazon puts small numbers near their prices so that you visually group these stimuli and you perceive the actual prices to be smaller because of that convergence. So that was a preview of what we're going to be looking into today. Now, like I said, this stuff goes deep. So we're going to look at the top 15 tips that I pulled from an expert that I've been following uh, his research, his advice for years now. Don't worry, I'll put a link in the description so you can check out all his stuff. But before we dive into things real quick, let me introduce myself in case you're new to my channel. My name is Ryan Hogue. I've sold over $1.8 million on Amazon to date. I also sell off of Amazon, but I know Amazon's like the the big hub of e-commerce. If you want to follow the links in the description, I've got free e-commerce mini courses that you can sign up for deliver some lessons to your inbox daily in various ways you can make money online. I've also got a passive income Facebook community. I'd love to have you there. If you're not subscribed to my channel, you should consider doing so because on the first day of each month, I publish a passive income report. You can follow my progress as an e-commerce seller. Speaking of that, if you are impressed by the numbers that I do pretty much passively, I mean, I scaled up all these businesses while working two jobs. I was fortunate enough to be able to quit my nine to five job in February of this year. But, uh, if you're interested in learning my exact methods for each business model that I that I do, I also teach it. Um, I work as a professor, by the way, so I have a little bit of teaching chops. But I opened an online school. You can check out the uh, courses in the link below. All right, so coming back to the topic of this video, we're going to be talking about psychology and marketing. I don't know. We should just call it marketing psychology. And specifically, I've been following uh, Nick Kalenda, who is an expert in this field for years. He has one article that I find myself always coming back to on pricing psychology. And what I'm going to do in this video is just walk you through the top 15 tips from that article that we can implement uh, from a pricing psychology aspect that should increase our conversion rates. And some of this stuff is going to be really surprising. So let's just dive right into it. And tactic number one, reduce the left digit by one. For the past few decades, marketers have used charm pricing, prices that end in 9, 99, or 95, to have a significant increase in conversion rate. And as you can see from this data set provided by Gumroad, they compare 
you know, 99 cents to a dollar, dollar 99 to two dollars. By the way, that looks like the biggest, uh, most significant jump a dollar 99 versus two dollars. Check that out. Uh, dollar 99, 5.2% conversion rate versus two dollars, 2.39. So it all it over doubled. That's huge. Uh, so as you can see here, reducing that left digit by even just a penny to that 0.99. Um, definitely more attractive to buyers. Tactic number two, choose prices with fewer syllables. So don't overlook the auditory version of your price. It may seem irrelevant, but syllabic length influences price perception. By the way, all this stuff is in this incredibly long blog post, as well as all his sources. What you see in this presentation is kind of a, um, it's definitely a condensed version of what's going on. Like there's a lot more write-up involved with each of these tips, but I'm just giving you the short version because I know you don't want a really long YouTube video that goes super in-depth, so let's keep it high level. All right, so he's saying that $27.87, seven syllables, is not as optimal as saying $28.16. So even going up in price by about 40 cents or a little bit less than 40 cents uh, is more optimal. Tactic number three, display prices in small font size. Your brain has a universal conceptualization of size. Thus, there's a blurred overlap between visual size and numerical size. So a smaller font size may, in the, I guess, subliminal part of our brain, be associated with a smaller, more affordable price. Interesting. Tactic number four, remove the comma. Researchers found that removing commas, for instance, $1,499 versus well, that's with the comma. I guess you see it on screen. I can't really say, but that can make your price seem lower. All right. So in this case, if you have the ability to do so, don't add the comma. Tactic five, use words that are related to a small magnitude. Be careful when choosing the language near your price. Certain words can taint people's per- perception. So $18, high performance. So 18 and high, not optimal. $18, low maintenance. That is more optimal because the word low is uh, closely in proximity uh, next to the price. Tactic six, separate the shipping and handling. This is interesting as far as our e-commerce goes. If you're selling on like Etsy or Amazon, for instance. So if you sell products online, you should usually separate shipping and handling fees. So it's not one size fits all. I know this is one of those really like not a great thing that a lot of people's brains fall into this trap of like, binary binary thinking zero or one you know good bad yes no it's like guys not everything's binary it's it's not always one size fits all in this case they're saying usually separate shipping and handling fees so instead of doing $18 in free shipping you'd sell more by doing $15 plus $2.99 shipping which is something that I personally agree with most of the time but also at the same time in regards to like e-commerce I talk about winning the war in search results so if a website will give you a some sort of a distinction for doing free shipping that'll increase the click-through rate in search results, which is a required step to get purchased, then you'd maybe want to strongly consider doing the free shipping. But again, you got to split test and uh, see what works. Tactic seven, offer payments and installments. Likewise, when you give people the option to pay for your product in smaller increments rather than one lump sum, you can anchor people on the smaller price. So instead of $499, how about five payments of $99? Tactic eight, Mention the daily equivalents. So this almost to me feels a little bit predatory. So I'm kind of like, I guess as a marketer, if you can use this to your advantage, it's good. But think about your daily income. Like part of me and my e-commerce journey, when 
I had a lot of upfront effort and research and minimal returns. Like I was not making any money, but I was trying really hard. I always thought of things in terms of dollars per day because like imagine making your first Amazon merch sale. You may have tried really hard to get that first sale and you might tell a friend and your friend's like, well, how much money did you make? And you're like, well, I made a dollar fifty. And they might be like, wow, cool. But then if you think in terms of dollars per day, I just want to show you 1.5 times 365 is $547 a year. And I mean, most people's jobs probably don't give them a $547 uh, bonus at the end of the year, but you can give yourself that bonus by just doing Amazon merch and making one sale a day for $1.50 profit. So um, I think of this in terms of like my income, whereas I guess also if you're a marketer, you can break things down into smaller prices by doing it in terms of uh, daily costs, which also you may not need to actually offer this in a daily payment, daily recurring. You might just be able to say like, hey, it's $14.99 a month, which if that seems like a lot to you, that's only 49 cents a day, 49 cents. So maybe it's like along those lines. Tactic nine, be precise with large prices. So they analyzed some real estate transactions and found that buyers pay more money when prices are specific. So people are more likely to spend $362,798.15 than they are $350,000. Interesting. I feel like I'd fall into that trap too. Tactic 10, position low prices towards the left. I mean, I would, who knew that, right? But apparently that's a thing. So when designing a layout, you should position your price towards the left. And that's all relative to how you lay out the page. Tactic 11, expose customers to two multiples of your price. So this is kind of interesting. And I looked at, there were some other examples in here related to like selling pizzas. They mocked it up into like a split with four different options. But in this case, if you're charging $24 for some combination of pizzas, four small pizzas up to six toppings, four times six is 24. They're saying that subliminally in our minds, unless you're like Rain Man, you're some savant here. um, Because like I don't, in in my conscious brain, I don't do the math. Yet in my subconscious, apparently I am four times six, 24. So, uh, or, or eight times three was another example they had. I don't know if I put that in here. No, I didn't. But, um, so that's apparently something you can use to your advantage. Tactic 12, use the right amount of roundedness. One aspect to consider is the roundedness of your price. Round prices, for example, $100 are processed fluently, whereas non-rounded prices, such as $98.76, are processed disfluently. So I guess as long as it's a, low number because we just talked about how in real estate the really high numbers for large amounts they want the exactness but i guess for low and low amounts uh, you'll convert better with just more exact numbers like 19 dollars. tactic 13 tailor prices towards names and birthdays this tactic is bizarre but a surprising amount of research supports it so i put a little graphic of the guy with this question marks like what because that's that's what happened to me when i read that so <clears throat> here's a quote Consumers like prices, for example, $55, that contain digits beginning with the same first letter, in this example, F, as their own first name. So Fred and Frank, um, they like $55 prices, more than prices that do not. Similarly, prices that contain cents digits, for instance, $49.15, that correspond to a consumer's date of birth, for instance, April 15, also enhance pricing, liking, liking, and purchase intentions. Which, you know what, may be true. Um, I was, yeah, I was born on the 11th, so I would probably see, like, 11 as a as cents, and maybe I'd be like, oh, it's a sign because I was born on the 11th that I should buy it. <laughs> so, I don't know, interesting. 
All right, and so even though this example is kind of hard to illustrate, they've got a guy with the name Frank and $60, and $60 starts with S, so Frank doesn't like 60 as much as Frank likes 55, 55 Frank. Tactic 14, show prices at the optimal time. So what should you display first, your product or your price? And this is another one that's dynamic in nature. There is not a black and white um, solution here. It's not binary. So in this case, for luxury items, show the product first and then hit them with the price. All right? So make them fall in love with the product, then hit them with the price tag. The opposite is true for utilitarian products such as batteries. If you're selling something that's serving a utility that people need, hit them with the price first, make them feel comfortable, and the product second. Tactic 15, and for the sake of this video, this is the last one, but there's plenty more. There's, I think it goes up past like 40 tactics. Again, if you want to read this, it's completely free. I've got a link right here in the description. I'm not affiliated. Just trying to, you know, inform you guys and send uh, some people to Nick Kalenda because his YouTube channel is also really good. That's what I was showing in the uh, intro clip. But um, yeah, you can also check that out. Just look up Nick Kalenda on YouTube. You can find a link on his blog. So tactic 15, display red prices to men. So uh, another researcher with everything uh, sourced, by the way. So you go to the link. You can click that link and find all the uh, sources. They found that men are more likely to buy products when prices are displayed in red. As I wear a red shirt, I guess I am more likely to buy something from Amazon or eBay or wherever I shop if that price is in red. And uh, I'm trying to think because I know eBay does every now and then display colors in red. I wonder if that's the same on male and female accounts. Um, Be interesting, you know. I do shop a lot on eBay, so I know I'm probably the only one watching this video that shops on eBay. But... um, It is what it is. I like eBay. Men seem to process the ads less in depth and use price color as a visual heuristic to judge perceived savings offered by the store. So that's what they found. And in this case, you see $49 in black and the same guy looking at $49 in red. And I'm not going to lie. The red is popping off the page way more to me than that black is. If I saw that $49, I don't know. I might be a sucker. I might be like, oh, yeah, you got me there. And then one final pricing tactic. This is the conclusion from the end of the page. Let's just read through it real quick because this could uh, definitely be applied to our e-commerce sales. Instead of reiterating the pricing strategies, I want to end with one final tactic, the most important tactic in this list. If you still have trouble justifying your price to customers, even after implementing the strategies in this article, then you might not have a pricing problem. You might have a problem communicating the value of your product. Instead of adjusting price, adjust your value proposition. Improve the perceived value of your product or service. And by the way, guys, I've heard more than one story of people who like weren't selling products at a low price point, increased their price point and started seeing more sales. So sometimes it can be price related, but your price point's too low or your value proposition, et cetera. Uh, by the way, like a higher price point is a value proposition. It's the perception of higher price with high value. So what makes it special? How is it better than your other products? Why would the customer enjoy it? Oftentimes, you can solve your pricing problem by communicating value more effectively. With that tactic and all the other psychological pricing strategies in this article, you should be able to justify your price more easily. All right. So that is it. That's all I wanted to cover today. I hope you enjoyed this video. It's a little bit of a 
you know deviation from the norm that I talk about on my channel but I enjoyed making it and if you did let me know in the comments below if you have any suggestions for new videos or new content definitely let me know as well also if you made it this far and you want to hit that like button let the YouTube algorithm know that you liked it that would be appreciated and if you're not subscribed and you want to take a second to do so I would also really uh, appreciate that but thank you guys for watching I'll see you tomorrow